0: Well, it is great to be able to be with you again today and to have some opportunity to spend some time together around God's Word. If you missed last week, then you missed a great message by Rod Clements and his reflections on the renovations of his his home, but also the renovations that God does in a person's life. Rod reminded us to not stress. Jesus is the guy for that. And those times of change are character building. If you missed it, then I'd encourage you to have a listen to it on the podcast and welcome to those that are listening on podcast, whether you've been in Moscow, uh, to London, from Sydney stretching all the way up to Maryborough in Queensland, welcome wherever you are uh, listening and as a public service announcement, sometimes my preaching may cause drowsiness so, if you're operating heavy machinery, then uh, don't listen to me now. No, i only kidding. All right. Um, a few months ago, uh, we were invited to feedback topics of what you wanted us to look at over a couple of weeks in a You Asked For It series and during our time in the Word. And there are a couple of suggestions surrounding faith. And given the handwriting, I suspect they're from the same person but we don't have a name so if I didn't hit the topic right, then you'll need to out yourself afterwards and let me know. But I thought it was helpful in light of last week's message to spend some time looking at the topic of faith based on the life of Peter's story and what we can learn about faith a little bit as a result. The author of Hebrews writing about faith in chapter 11, verse 1, has this to say. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. Peter, the same Peter that we uh, read about just before, writes in his first letter, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, you love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him, this is referring to Jesus, and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him, the reward for trusting in Jesus will be the salvation of your souls. Or another way of phrasing it would be using the word faith as it was as a 15th century verb. The reward for faith in Him will be the salvation of your souls. For Peter, this faith in Jesus began before Peter even met Jesus. You see, Peter was a good Israelite boy who would have been taught about the Messiah, Yahweh's, God's chosen one, who would restore a broken relationship between God and man, dealing with sin and punishment of sin. Peter grew up Um, faithing in the promises and the hope that these promises would be realized as did his family and as did his family's family and his generations going back for 400 plus years as they had done for years in the past. You see faith does not start in a vacuum but rather like many things that go on around and in a person's life that helped to prepare the ground where the seeds of faith can be planted. Then as we heard earlier in our Bible reading from Luke chapter 5, Peter sees Jesus again. As we learned last week, the fisherman gets taught a fishing lesson from a carpenter. In John's account of the relationship between Jesus' uh, followers, which included Simon Peter, and the following of Jesus, we discover that there is a gradual growth that takes place, a deepening of Peter's faith in Jesus. In John chapter 2, Peter gets to tag along with Jesus at a wedding celebration. So let's have a a quick reader, a quick review of this in John chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and His disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told Him, they have no more wine. Dear woman... That's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants Do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each one could hold twenty to thirty gallons, that's about oh, carry the four uh, about seventy five to one hundred and thirteen liters. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars were filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies ta- tasted the wine, um, that, uh, the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though the servants, uh, though of course the servants knew, He called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then, when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory, and his disciples believed. In Him. Now it's easy for us to assume that when we read this statement and His disciples believed in Him, that it's a salvation belief, a faithing in Jesus that meant that they accepted Him as Lord and Savior. But as you read through the Gospels and especially as you read through the Gospel of John, it's probably overstretching to suggest that this was a salvation faith in Jesus at such an early stage. It's probably better to consider. This is the dipping of one's toe in the, in the faith water, as it were. Over the next couple of years, John's account shows the disciples, Jesus' first followers, in Jesus as it grows and as it develops. You see, faith in Jesus is rarely ever an all-in thing from the very start. There are times when we can feel as if uh, our faith is greater or lesser um, in our faith in Jesus because we struggle to believe, because we struggle to trust. And I can't help but wonder whether there hasn't been damage done at times by bullet point theology statements such as, if Jesus is not Lord of all, then he is not Lord at all. If Jesus is not Lord of all, then Jesus is not Lord at all. I'm not sure that's true. Absolutely. Our desire should be to see people believe, trust, faith Jesus with all that they have. But there are times when we also need to not place unrealistic expectations on others that, in all honesty, we may not live up to ourselves faith is a noun it's names something that we have i have a book the book in front of me um and and that's a noun i have faith but faith is also a verb it's something that we do But when you think of it as just a noun rather than a verb, then we can miss out on realizing and being prepared to see our faith like a muscle that should grow when it's exercised. But as our faith grows, there is a point at which, for many people, they make a decision to accept Jesus as their Messiah, Jesus as their Christ. There is a point at which they accept Jesus as their Saviour. For Peter, There is a point in his life when Jesus invites Peter to declare whose side Peter stands on. It's a justification by faith kind of moment in Peter's life. You know when you've been in a relationship and you've been dating for a while and then you say publicly for the first time ever, I love you to someone? Then it's out there and everyone knows about it. Well in Matthew 16 we read about Peter's moment of declaring faith in Jesus, not just as a rabbi or as a wise sage or as a prophet, Jesus was going on a road trip with his followers as far away from Jerusalem as he had ever been. In Matthew 16 verse 13 we pick up the story, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, "Who do people say the Son of Man is?" Well, they replied, "Some say John the Baptist, because some people believed in reincarnation back then that that John the Baptist had died, he'd been beheaded, and so the spirit or, or the the presence of John the Baptist was was living out in the person of Jesus. Some say Elijah, the others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then Jesus asked them. But who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of God, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You do not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock, I will build my church and the powers of hell will not conquer it. Now, this isn't some hereditary office that is passed down from one apostle to another that Jesus is talking about here. But rather, Jesus is referring to a saving declaration, a justification by faith declaration. Upon this rock, upon this declaration of faith, that I am the Messiah, you are made right, you are justified by faith in Jesus as you faith him to be the Messiah, the one and the only one who can bridge the divide between sin and between people and their Creator God. It's not faith in just anything that we are justified, that we have our sins, our failures, our stuff ups wiped clean. It is by faith in Jesus as the only son of God who is set apart to make things right between God and us nothing we can do can make us right with God it is only because of what Jesus has achieved and when we when we faith in Jesus we we become justified and join into the family of God and in all the promises that are offered to us so of course Once we have this level of faith that we're talking about, it's it's this 100% faith and nothing more can be added to it, could it? We've arrived in our faith journey. The Bible, however, shows us a different reality. You see that when our faith has further opportunity to grow and develop, and we see that time and time again in the Scriptures, there will be times when we will struggle and we will feel like a faith failure. There are times when we need to lovingly come alongside other people in their struggles of faith. When the cracks start to show and we've run out of whitewash. In Mark chapter 9, we read an occasion of spiritual warfare and faith. In Mark chapter 9, verses 20 to 24, So this is after Jesus has been transfigured and he comes down off the mountain with Peter, James and John and they bring a boy over to Jesus. So they brought the boy. But when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion and he fell to the ground writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy. The Spirit often throws him into the fire or into water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked? Anything is possible if a person believes. The Father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Jesus, my faith is this much please help my faith be this much. After this, the disciples in Matthew chapter 17, verse 19, chat to Jesus about what had happened and and why they weren't able to cast out this demon out of this child themselves. And so they asked Jesus, why couldn't we cast out that demon? You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth, if you have faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Now it's important to remember the context here. This is after Jesus has acknowledged Peter's faith. The verse that we read earlier that that, um, Peter is declaring that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. uh, But clearly Peter's faith And the the faith of the other disciples still had room to grow. Their faith could get bigger, stronger through exercising their faith in Jesus. Peter and the other disciples were never going to move mountains by trusting their faith, their own ability, but by growing in their trust, in their belief, in their faith in Jesus. Faith in Jesus, even saving faith in Jesus, is not an end of our faith journey and its growth. However, nor is experiencing doubt or uh, reason to give up on your faith journey. It wasn't for the disciples and nor should it be for us. Even after the disciples have seen Jesus die on the cross for their sins, and they accepted that Jesus rose from the grave, we discover in Matthew 28, 16 and 17. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. When we consider matters of faith, we can easily get trapped into thinking that faith is like a toggle light switch, that it is either on Or it is off. And that as soon as we have saving faith, faith, as soon as we are justified by our faith in Jesus, then that means that Jesus is Lord of all. But the reality of Peter's life and the other followers of Jesus and the lives of other disciples reveal a different story. Faith is a journey, so much more than a noun. Faith for a follower of Jesus needs to be a verb, an action that we live out. Faith is something that grows through the lives of others, the example of others, the story of others. It creates the fertile ground for the seeds of faith to be planted. Faith in Jesus is something that can emerge over time as we test the waters of faith in Jesus. There are faith in who Jesus is as the Messiah, the Saviour, the Son of the living God through whom our sins are forgiven and our broken relationship with Creator God is restored, is the bedrock on which all crea- uh, Christianity is built. As faith in Jesus continues to be tested, exercised, doubts will come and people will be um, doubts will come about the the power of Jesus to transform their lives but rather than taking us by surprise we can be encouraged that even in these times of doubt even in these times when our faith seems this much and we long for it to be this much Jesus still calls and commissions us just as he did those first doubting disciples despite the shortcomings of faith because being a catalyst of transformation in the world has has less to do with us and more to do with Jesus we faith in. As we take time to respond today, as we take time to reflect upon what God might have been saying to us today There are a few reflections which I invite you to choose one to respond to. Perhaps you might want to take some time to pull out that response card and write a prayer thanking God for someone who helped to prepare you uh, in your faith in Jesus or continues to help you in your faith in Jesus. Something else that you might want to consider and respond to is have I actually accepted Jesus as my Saviour? Today is a great day to do that. If you'd like to know more about what it means to be a follower of Jesus, then I'd love to talk to you some more about that after the service or alternatively talk to someone else that you know that um, has accepted Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. Perhaps today you want to invite Jesus to grow your faith. Perhaps there's a specific area in your life that you need to take a faith step in like peter maybe it's time for you to get out of the boat write a prayer of faith today we're going to have some music played and i invite you to pull up those response cards and respond to the things that god's saying to you today god bless you